Well, the very first thing you're probably going to be wondering is, is this clickbait? Because you just noticed that I said in the title of this video, three reasons you should not publish on Amazon. What gives? The guy that's been talking about self-publishing and a huge part of that self-publishing business relies on Amazon. But you're going to want to hear us out in why. Three reasons why you should not publish on Amazon. Stay tuned. Welcome to Self-Publishing with Dale and Kelly. And if you would like to learn more about publishing your own books, may that you make sure that you subscribe and turn your notifications on to get all my latest videos. I'm trying to keep Kelly here in the shot. Uh, bear in mind, you guys have probably noticed we've got lavaliers, lavaliers. So there was a recommendation, and uh, I'm sorry, I, I forget what, which viewer had suggested this. They said, please pony up the money and get Kelly a lavalier mic. We've fulfilled that request. So Kelly's got her own lavalier. We're going to get the audio latency kind of dialed in. That was some of the issues we were running into and why we're a little bit late today. So if you're watching this on the replay, it probably is of no consequence to you. So either way, if you're tuning in live or if you're catching the replay, hit us up in the comments. Let us know what you've been doing lately. And we'd love to hear from you. Always do. And uh, we're going to get to the chat in just a moment. But we want to share with you our sponsors for today's broadcast is none other than BookDoggy. BookDoggy is the quickest or excuse me, BookDoggy has quickly become the most effective new ebook promotion site in the industry. Check out their new free video feature. Head over to bookdoggy.com slash four dash authors. You can see that on the screen. Once again, that's bookdoggy.com slash four dash authors for more details. And furthermore, next Thursday, that's January 25th, we're going to be talking about our 10 biggest publishing mistakes. Yep, I thought, you know what, let's go ahead and let's put our cards out on the table. Let's talk about some of our biggest mistakes that Kelly has done in her business and some of the biggest ones that I've done in my business. It's going to be split, so she's going to talk about her five biggest, and I'm going to talk about my five biggest mistakes. So that is next Thursday, January 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our 10 biggest mistakes in self-publishing. I so, think that was the 25th. Did I say 18th? Yes. Whoops. That's today. Today's, uh, today's that day. Whoops. So in any event, I just killed the pop-out chat. Good Lord. A little frazzled. We're just trying to get everything all, you know, into place. But uh, we want to give big shout-outs to everybody that is in the stream right now. Tony Jacobson, what's going on? Monique, it's great to see you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey now, sounds great. Thank you very much. Uh, we got matching XLR lavalier mics. I tried the cheap out. Here, folks. I am a cheap guy. You probably gathered this from some of my videos before that. I, my favorite price is free, but sometimes getting close to free is going to bite you in the rear end. I ordered a lavalier microphone for Kelly uh, based on a viewer suggestion because she's got a mousy voice. Hopefully you guys can hear her. Talk, Kelly. Talk, talk. Hello. That, that's what she does. She does her normal conversations. Ha, talk, talk. But uh, hopefully my loud voice isn't overpowering her these days. Uh, so we're going to kind of get those things dialed in and tweaked. Um, I can guarantee you over the next month, you're going to see some big changes in this channel, some growth. You can see already the layout has kind of changed. So those of you that aren't in the DIY publishing course, you probably already saw this layout last week in the 
unlisted video that we did. Uh, I took out the layout. I just kind of felt like it was too busy. It was distracting from things. So we just, we're just trying to keep it all simple. Simple, simple. My favorite couple, Willie May. May, what's going on? And I see Keith Wheeler hanging out in the house. Jug cutie pie, great to see you. It's awesome to have you joining us. Um, man, uh, we've had so much great things happening. I want to first off say pronoun publishing is officially gone. Uh, you can still access your account on Pronoun Publishing if you happen to publish there, um, but they have pulled all books that you published through Pronoun. Have you gone in and look at your reports? Have they changed? Is there anything that you know, notice anything? I don't look at it. You don't look I've at it? I've already told Ava she's taking care of it next month. Ava! Ava's a girl, yes. <laughs> Ava Fails. You guys can go check her out at heyoava.com and get a hold of her. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I actually, I'm using, so what did you end up doing moving from Pronoun to, because you were using Pronoun for Google, correct? Yes. Okay. And when I looked at the reports, Google was, I don't know, a good 75% of my income. Gotcha. So. On, on Pronoun, not 75% of your income altogether. No, on Pronoun. Yeah. And so my final thing is, I'm going to invest a little bit, have Ava put them up because I'm yeah. doing my other stuff right now. But that'll be able to pay for itself, hopefully, in a couple months. Um, and then I'm just going to stick with draft to digital for everything else. Wonderful. Um, so I'm going to adjust the camera here, folks, because I want I want to get Kelly in the shot. For some reason, Kelly just doesn't want to be in the shot today. I'm as close as possible. I hear you can sit on my lap if you want. Uh, it's getting all weird. Uh, it's getting all weird here, folks. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. No, no, no weird things here. Uh, so today's topic, the three reasons you shouldn't publish on Amazon. This isn't clickbait here, folks. If you hear us out, you'll know why these points kind of ring true. And hopefully we can kind of give you a little bit of troubleshooting and some suggestions that are going to tell you why you shouldn't publish on Amazon and what kind of safeguards you can do to prevent against these three particular issues. So um, I think at this point, uh, Kelly, why don't you go ahead and take number three? I'm going to say income potential. Income potential. Now, what do you mean by income potential? There are so many more platforms out there, mm -hmm. not just, um, I'm talking like Google Play and stuff, that if you price a book at 99 cents, mm -hmm. it pays you 60 to 70% versus the 35% mm -hmm. on Amazon. But also, well, you know, this is a hint of possibly number two and one, but if you already have an audience, and if you're able to drive traffic to a website, you can sell your books for even higher, such mm -hmm. as like Gumroad. Um, so you're, you're just yeah. missing out on some money um, if, you know, you have an audience already um, and if you're willing to learn about the other platforms. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. It's you got to try to cast a wider net. And one thing I would recommend, I hear so many people saying Kindle Publishing, Kindle Publishing, Kindle Publishing. Folks, listen, this is why I call this channel self-publishing with Dale and Kelly in this particular instance. It's because self-publishing, it, it, it's, it's really a wide array of things. In fact, it's a little bit outside the realm of book publishing as well. And hopefully we'll delve into that someday soon about other avenues of publishing that are outside of actual literature. But in this particular context, what Kelly's trying to say is, there's so many other avenues that you don't need to put all your eggs in one basket. You don't need to just go Kindle publishing all the way. In fact, it's probably a good idea that you start to either A, get a website and fulfill all of, you know, just a specific order 
So you can have a special book that you make available through your site, or you can go through Gumroad. Gumroad can fulfill it. Um, I personally would rather try to keep it in my hands so that way I profit the most. And you can keep it as dead simple as this here, folks. Uh, you, let's say, for instance, you have an ebook. And real simple way to get your ebook done is you get it all formatted through Draft to Digital. I'm, they're not paying me to say this. Draft to Digital just has exemplary auto formatting software. But you're going to want to get EPUB, Mobi, and PDF, all three of those particular forms, and then try to make it available through just a, a simple, you know, uh, landing page on your website. Then you can create a button through PayPal. So easy. Literally just put down, search up on YouTube, PayPal, how to create a PayPal button. And literally all you got to do is just put that PayPal button and PayPal just charges nominal fees. I mean, it's pretty negligible. And if you file taxes every year, uh, I usually use the expenses and fees as part of expenses, you know. So if there's fees involved, hello, that's going on my expense uh, breakdown. So that's something that's considered a write-off. Now, legally, I can't tell you that, but this is the practice that I use and I've used in previous years. So I really highly recommend if you want to get it in your hands, website fulfillment, PayPal button, dead simple. You can always look into other services too. So anything you want to expand on that? Nope. Yeah, it's it's this is really just, you know, Income Potential is phenomenal through Kindle Publishing and through CreateSpace and through ACX. But remember, there is more money to be had elsewhere. So try to get all those hoses into that bucket as much as you can, as many hoses as you can. So that way, if one hose dries up, that's all right. You got tons of others. I'll add something to this. Yeah. With Income Potential, don't become obsessed with all the platforms out there. Yeah, that's true. For example, the big, I don't know, the big five, you know, are you know, make up probably 99% of everything. And the big five is? Uh, there's just, you're quizzing me now. Let's see, Amazon, Google, Barnes & Noble, Kobo. And iBooks. I said Apple. Did you? Oh, excuse me. So let's just say four. Regardless, the top four or five or whatever make up the majority, but there's probably another 100 platforms out there, maybe 50, and no, I can't name them all. No, no. Um, so don't become obsessed with putting your stuff on too many avenues because sure. just think about how much time you're spending to, what, stack those pennies. Yeah, stacking pennies. That's what it comes down to. My boy Jason Brock you know, usually says, man, you got to focus on those things that move the needle significantly, not just slightly. Here's a great example. Uh, for instance, Walter Weyberg. Walter, I know you're watching this on the replay because you always miss us live. Uh, Walter, uh, he actually has had some success over on Google Play. He was like, thank you, brother. I can't thank you enough. He went and started publishing on Google Play, and we got to chatting, and the publishing process is similar to what you do in Kindle, but it's slightly different, and he's had success there. Kudos. Kudos to Walter on that one. So that just goes to show that you can pick one good platform, master that, and spread out elsewhere. But just remember, don't start stacking pennies, looking at like, oh, well, there's this random Chinese website. Maybe you're going to be able to make some money that way. Nah. Really try to, you know, get it to where you do expand out, but not ridiculously so. All right. Hey, number two. I'll take this one. Customer acquisition. That's that's big words for a bald-headed college dropout. Col you college dropout saying customer acquisition. Uh, so in any event, uh, really, I want you to think about this. You are publishing on Amazon's platform. Are they your customers? 
Or are they Amazon's customers? I'm pointing to myself like I'm Amazon. Please don't consider me Amazon. So whose customer is it really? It's Amazon. They're the one fulfilling it. And how many times have we seen the carpet pulled out from perfectly good self-publishers? Uh... A little bit, but we don't know the whole story. It's true. And, and that's the thing, is sometimes Amazon can just go over and yank the carpet out from underneath them, and guess what? They keep their customers. They're not like, hey, you know, we got to close your account down, but here's all the customers' numbers, and that, you know, we want to make sure you're taken care of, you know, since we're closing down your account. So hopefully you can kind of understand this, that in this publishing game, the first example, kind of what we shared of, you know, getting your books over onto a website and fulfilling it yourself is, you know, better opportunity because at least you're able to acquire your customers. You can be able to set pixels within your website to track those customers and seeing their buying patterns on your website. And you can go back and try to retarget them through marketing uh, and, you know, well-placed ads on Facebook, uh, Google AdWords, you know, things like that. So, uh, man, uh, customers on Amazon are not your customers, and you're not going to get their email addresses. It's not like Amazon's going to part ways with it. What else can you spread out on that one? Um, I think you got it really good. Hit, hit it right on the nose. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing. So how? what are some safeguards, people? I've already kind of mentioned the website thing. What is one of the ways that we can take Amazon's customer while we have their attention, and how can we make them our customer? Start an email list. Bing. And she hates saying that because, come on, tell tell the public what, what you feel about email lists. They suck. Why do they suck? They're just annoying. I hate them. I hate marketing. I hate all that stuff. I just want to make my stuff and make my money. That's it. So you guys always get to see... The, uh, the other side of the coin with the two of us here. You know, I believe wholeheartedly in email marketing. And see, she knows the value of email marketing because... I was going to say, it's not like I don't believe in it. I just don't like it. She doesn't like to do that extra thing. So let's just make sure that we you know understand that. She's done it before. And at one point or another, she actually had me manage some of her email list needs. And, uh, you know, me, I don't mind it um, if you use it properly. And this was a conversation I had with Johnny Andrews of author platform rocket big shout out to you johnny i doubt you're watching um but uh johnny is a big proponent on email marketing and he feels that is probably one of the best ways to safeguard things and if those of you aren't aware there was a interview with johnny andrews on my channel not too long ago johnny is just he i am literally my energy is a big lighter compared to his bonfire this guy is just booming full of knowledge and for good reason he's one of the originals he was in self-publishing before Kindle publishing came about. Started in internet marketing in 2004, and in 2006, he started to spread out into self-publishing. In any event, this guy was one of the very first ones to put out a course for self-publishing. And in any event, he is real big. And that was a conversation we had yesterday. He really kind of dug down. We're kind of talking about things. And he said, what's the email list look like, Dale? And, you know, he didn't want me to mince words. He wanted me to tell you exactly where it was and how it was doing, what I was doing with it. So if one of the pioneers within the self, the, the modern self-publishing business asks about an email list, it's for good reason. And I even brought up that how people feel email marketing is dead. And he's like, well, they're wrong. <laughs> he just said they're wrong. 
So in any event, so I had to kind of name drop there for just a second. Oh, uh, that's fine. So that yeah, email marketing, boy, we're really blazing through the points at this this point. But um, before we do go any further, I I, I gotta kind of know what do you think? Why shouldn't you publish on Amazon? I know we can tell each other why we should. You know, you can make some crazy money. You know, you, it's one of the largest platforms on Amazon. I want to know, and I want you to be the devil's advocate for us here. Why? shouldn't you publish on Amazon? We're going to get to number one in just a moment before we start to wrap things up and talk a little bit to you guys here inside the video chat. Uh, but before we do, I uh, want to make sure that we, of course, mention January 25th, as my wife corrected me, Thursday, January 25th. That's next week at 6 p.m. Remember to come and check us out. We're going to be talking about our 10 publishing mistakes, man. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pull any punches. I'm gonna tell some really dunderhead moves I've done, and I'm sure Kelly's gonna share some of her mishaps that she's had with uh, publishing. We've had our fair share, but we're gonna we're gonna find some real doozies for you guys to really enjoy with the uh, broadcast this next week. And of course, don't forget today's sponsor is Book Doggy uh, from BookDoggy.com. You guys want to go check uh, their new video feature. Pretty cool stuff. Um, here very soon, I'm talking to uh, the folks there at the Book Doggy office about possibly doing some giveaways. So you guys need to stay tuned to these live broadcasts for more details about Book Doggy. So we got all that stuff out of the way. Let's get so... to... We'll get to number one, for well, sure. Yep. So well, let's hear what the chat's got to say today. Monique wondered if I use Smashwords. No. I don't have an account. I never want to have an account. The reason is, when we first started publishing, he would yell at his computer when he was formatting Smashwords books. And I'm like, I have, I don't want any part in that. So that's why I chose Draft2Digital for my publishing needs. And no, I'm not paid to say that. <laughs> Draft draft the digital is awesome. Big shout out to our boy Kevin Tomlinson. We love you, guy. And Monique says I crack her up. Well, thank you. <laughs> and that was the only question. Um, oh, Barbara just had a comment. Readers subscribe to too many lists and get burned out. They stop opening them, and I've stopped opening them. Yes. I this... would agree with you. And when I stop opening, I just unsubscribe because I don't want the clutter. It, it will it will happen, Barbara, and I do agree with you. Uh, actually, it was over the past year. I I'm sure I am subscribed to easily a hundred different lists, but um, there are some lists that I stay I, I keep uh, open for. For instance, I'm subscribed to AppSumo. Love their deals. I have never unsubscribed them. I probably open every single one of them because I'm always looking for the next best thing that they have on their platform. So email lists definitely work, but yeah, it, people do. I think. It's not what it was before. It's not like we can shoot out an email and, you know, expect for the best. You know, people aren't as receptive and they're a little bit more conditioned to it's people kind of recognize that as modern day telemarketing. Uh, you know, before it used to be, hey, I'm going to get on this telephone and I'll be able to to, uh, you know, oh, oh, a deal on field and stream. Sign me up, you know, and after a while, you know, people are like. I'm eating. Go away. You know, hang up. And I, I'm sure they're still telemarketing these days. But, um, you know, email marketing can work if you have the right audience and if they really, really believe in you. And I, I have to say this, and I know people are watching right now that are subscribed to the self-publishing with Dale email list. And I have a stellar open rate. Uh, thank you. If you're watching this, I really appreciate you opening and coming to these live things this week. I didn't send anything out because I've just been so busy with the course. 
Um, speaking of, if you want to get in on the beta launch of the DIY publishing course, make sure that you head over to DIYpublishing.biz. I've got a limited time offer. You have all the details there, and it'll be able to answer most of your questions. Uh, I see you pulled your computer closer. What do you got there? Oh, I'm just sick of turning too much. Hassan oh. says, lack of pricing flexibility. Uh, mm, K, yes. K Wheeler. You said that's Keith? That's Keith, yes. Okay, Keith. Um, there's genres of books that Amazon will not let you publish, but you'll have more freedom elsewhere. Um, Katrina, she's moving hers to draft a digital as well. Hello, by the way. I didn't say hi. Good to see you, Katrina. I didn't know you were still in the chat. Um, Monique yells at her computer with Smashwords. <laughs> I, I, and for the record, I haven't yelled at smash words in a very long time because I know how to format now. She has over 2,000 emails she's never opened. You need to hire a VA just to delete those. Yeah, my email <laughs> box. You guys should see my email box is immaculate. Geeks Beacon. Hi, I feel Amazon needs to be considered as the major marketplace for ebooks. I think it is. Correct. But I just Correct. think that there's potential elsewhere because it's incredible how many people you know you could serve. Yeah. So, and you don't need a lot of people to have a thriving business. That is that is so true. That is so true. And I, I know that there are some publishers out there, too, that, that have shunned Amazon. They refuse to publish on them, uh, even likening Amazon to like a Walmart of online business. And uh, whether you disagree or, or agree with that, um, nonetheless, these particular publishers have made a sufficient amount of income off of the Amazon platform. So, um, you know, but yeah. For sure, hands down. You know, facts are facts. Data is proof that you know. I think it was like last time I read, and this. I'm sorry, this is anecdotal. And I can't be able to point to the actual studies or the reports. Um, but I think Amazon owns about sixty percent, or run, or claims about sixty percent of publication profits total global. So, I mean, but that's anecdotal. I'm sorry, folks. That's just off the top of my head. I could be way off. Um, either way, that's most of the market, nonetheless. Uh, so at any rate, we're going to go to our last point and start to wrap things up here. Uh, so let me move it on up here. Um, number one, the shot callers. Yeah. You kind of saw this one coming. Some of these, these three things kind of worked and they were very interchangeable. But here's the thing. They call the shots, not you. And I think even one of the viewers said something in the chat that the inflexible pricing. You're right. I mean, why should I be punished for publishing my book and charging $14.99? And the people get rewarded for putting it into their little hot spot. And so I think that that really kind of stinks. And what ends up happening is it takes all of the publications, including traditional publishing, and it gets it to where everybody's got a bargain basement. It's a race to the bottom. Uh, share a little bit of what we went through in Amazon FBA and the reason why we jumped out. We did Amazon FBA, what, like 2013, 2014-ish? Uh -huh. I yeah. did a little bit longer than you did. Right. Um, groceries. I love food. So I was like, why not make money on doing something I like? Because I like food. So uh -huh. um, food was one of those categories that, you know, people would undercut you. Just like I'm sure this happens in all retail. You know, oh, that's, you know, $8.99. I can make a profit. $8.98, they'll buy from me. $8.97, before you know it, you know, people are satisfied with making $0.25 cents on an item. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't want to, you know, work for $2 an hour. Yeah, and, and think of this on a more global scale on the publishing industry in general. 
to where Amazon is rewarding people for going dirt cheap. And so now the expectations have been set by readers and buyers that books need to be this cheap. And what ends up happening is authors can no longer publish without having to consider A, getting a part-time job, or B, expanding their skill set to where they are looking at other income streams. And this is a huge reason why I try to preach to everybody here through this channel is don't paint yourself back into a corner. Don't just be about Kindle publishing uh, because you put your eggs in all one basket. Amazon someday comes over and just pulls the rug out from underneath you. Bye. There goes your 10 grand per month. Kiss goodbye. You know, uh, five grand per month, $500 per month. I don't care what the number is. They can determine any time for whatever reason. You could look at them wrong and they can say, mine. And, you know, I'm sorry. I, I work way too hard as an entrepreneur to have somebody else dictate and determine what I'm going to do or not to do. So do you want to be the shot caller or do you want them to be the shot caller? So that is one of the, the number one reasons why I say you should not publish on Amazon. Now, bear in mind, this is not doom and gloom. We still publish on Amazon. This is just us being the devil's advocate. So you understand that you really need to have safeguards in place. And that's really what this broadcast has been about, is knowing how do I protect my business? What are the safeguards I need to look out for? You know, am I really diversifying my self-publishing portfolio so on and so forth. So uh, what have you thought about these three points? And if you thought anything else, uh, by all means, drop it on NQ to the chat. So um, we're full of energy. Thank you uh, very much, uh, Geek Speak. And I love that, that name. You've earned a subscriber from that name alone. I'm going to be tracking you down after this broadcast. Um, it has nothing to do with what's the name of your font. The name of this font, actually, you can find it at 1001freefonts.com. Uh, it is Junko's typewriter, and it's lowercase, you know, so junk O, it's all one word, Junko's typewriter. So it's like someone named Junko. And mine Thanks, is, Junko. Michael, I don't know whose you mean, but mine is Bebas Nue, N-E-U-E, and this one's a public domain font. Yeah. Love me some fonts, man. I'm, I'm a font-centric maniac. Maniac. So uh, as we start to wrap things up, is there any last-minute uh, questions, concerns, comments? Uh, if you're watching this in the replay, please drop some inside the uh, comments because I'll do my best to answer you right away. Hassan thinks that alternatives for ebook selling is great, but stick to Amazon for KDP print. KDP print's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. I won't lie to you. Uh, I got I got a nice little chunk of change going over through quarter four for that. Uh, create space though, it's still pulling really well. But we've been heavily rooted in that for the past few years. So um, you know, if you're just now breaking into the business, uh, KDP prints nice, but we'll, we'll save that for another conversation for another day. My reservations on KDP print, especially for those people that are brand new to the business. So in any event. Hey, if you enjoyed today's video and you're watching this right now, make sure you click that like button. Yeah, thumbs up. Yay. And of course, hit that subscribe if you want to learn a little bit more about self-publishing and share this video with somebody else who's into publishing too. In the meantime, and in between time, till later, it's been Self-Publishing with Dale and Kelly. And we'll see you. <laughs> it, it, it was, I'm sorry. We'll see you soon. <laughs>